1: I just look at most anything and ask, why, how? Okay, I want to understand this better. I want to understand better how, how our psyche works, how, how these wounds that we pick up, God knows when, where, why, how, how do they get to be what they are, and how can we change it? So, you know, those questions to, to understand this human existence on Earth better. I mean, I've joked before that I'm on the search for the idiot's guide to leading a good human life. It's a wonderful chaos, beautifully random, messy and glorious,
0: solo or tandem,
1: we work to find rest, we fight to find peace, we're Where the, the, you know.
2: the, the is pray. It's a wonderful chaos, we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, we like it that way. Andy και το και έχουμε την Where is that happening, Bambos? So wonderful chaos, Andy (laughs) Shalers. Oh, my.
0: That goes down in the record books for one of the best intros to the show. I still have no idea what you said, but it was perfect that I can. Ah, uh, so like,
2: is there any a moment on this show where we know what we're saying? No,
0: obviously not. But little did I know you were going to come up with a Greek <laughs> or whatever the hell you were speaking. You know, I actually I'd never heard you speak your mother tongue until just now. Really? No, I've never heard you speak it. So, OK. So good
2: afternoon.
0: We've got Anya, Anya Na- Naumberg. And, and
2: she's been asking a very important question.
0: Why? Why? Since she was 13, scratching into her desk, why? Why? And I met, this is, you're going to love this story. I meet her on the trip when I'm in the hot springs in Colorado. Remember in the story in the book when I'm looking up at the stars? Which book? In The Wounded Healer, when I'm looking up at the stars and contemplating radical self-love and I write all of those things that I realized. Well, she was there at that moment. And she was in this kind of weird hippie commune like place that I went into and people playing the piano and singing, some very talented, others not. But it was really a beautiful, (coughs) sweet environment. And we had a very, very short talk, not close, not intimate, just sort of nice enough to see one another. And then then I left my book behind. Mm. And then she read the book and then we kept contact from that moment. And then in some weird way since I write so intimately in the book, I could see that whenever I spoke with Anya, I felt very connected to her because I knew that she saw me. So there was this deep love and affection that just stayed there. And, uh, and I've just been really grateful for her in my life because in a way, you know, when you write, it's a vulnerable act mm. and then someone reads it and you know if they read it and they see you, they know you in a way that m- some of the closest people to you don't even know you. So when I talk to Anya, I always laugh because I feel like she really sees me. Like, I really am grateful to her, even if we have such little contact, because I know there's like a scene in her that's like, oh, I know what Andy's all about. That's really beautiful to hear.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of spaciousness in, in what you said. Yeah. And
0: imagine not knowing her that well. And then from that moment, finding this, like, just a loving appreciation of one another We've spoken every kind of six months or so and just checking in and how are you? And it's just been really beautiful. So it's another six month relationship. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I talked to her when I was in Los Angeles and I, on the call, I just said, I'd love to do a show with you. What are things we might want to discuss? And then as we talked, she says, I don't know, Andy. Uh, I've been asking why ever since I was 13 years old. And then when she heard, when she said that sentence, my entire body vibrated. And I said, wow, that's insane. That's the show. And from there, last week, I said, I wrote this down and I had this magical moment. What the hell is the show about? And she said, I don't know either. But that's where we are. So. Good. Hey, hey. Hello. Thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys for yeah. for putting the show on. It's pretty fun and interesting to watch you guys.
0: Yeah. It, First of all, I just want to let you know I love you. And when I do things in my life, it's people like you, when I have these sort of connections that I wouldn't otherwise have, that I realize, wow, that's why I did it.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: So I want to share my gratitude to you now.
2: Can, yeah. can, can you give words? Like, uh, I, I want to ask a question, which is just coming up for me. Yeah. Um, someone heard me say I love you to a dear friend of mine, and they, yeah. it really confused them, it was a culture thing. Okay, that a man can say "I love you" to a woman and not have a intimate thing with that woman. Yeah. Okay. So, can you give words to how you experience the word love towards uh, Anya? I would say love is like,
0: like in my if I could kind of cry as I as I feel this, but when when um when when I say I love you, what I'm really saying is. It's the love I've missed from my mother all that time and I feel that in your eyes I see that see that love reflected back to me. Whew, beautiful.
2: And how, it, how does that feel for you?
1: It's you know as Andy had shared we haven't really interacted all that much with each other. And so it's um and and I also I also see what he says that, that on some level, we really see each other, even though he knows hardly anything about me and my, my life journey or anything, but I feel very seen by him through my knowing of his journey. Um, Because on some level, I think while very different, they're also um, similar on some levels. And so yeah, I feel very seen and very um known on 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 a you know not fact by fact basis but as a, as a human being as a yeah, human being bumbling along on this earth, you know. Mm. Wonderful. So it's it's very unusual to have this kind of a relationship that is on some level very deep and intimate and yet it's Mm.
2: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for trusting us
0: to come on the show. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you really didn't want to be here. Let's agree on that. Like, (laughs)
1: Well, no, 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 that's not quite right. I mean, part of me went, oh, crap, what have I done? And the other part of me (laughs) went, okay, I guess I've done it. Let's go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean... (sighs) I, lo- I love that your show is so open and unpredictable on some levels. I mean, yeah, there is a theme. There is, you know, the, the people that are on, they have certain stories and and whatnot. But still, where where is it going to go? Who knows? <laughs> exactly. And, and that is, you know, on, on some level, it's a little okay. <laughs> and on the other chaos. level, it's... It's very honest, it's very real, it's very raw, and it's very present in the moment. And those are all good qualities. So mm. from that level, I, I really do appreciate what you guys do.
0: Mm. Thank you. You're 13 years old. <laughs> you're yeah. scraping away on a desk the word why.
1: Uh-huh.
0: What's going on in you at that point when you're scraping
1: why? <clears throat> I'm following an impulse. I'm purely following an impulse. Um there is no no thought behind it. It's just for whatever reason that needs to appear in that, you know, beat up all scratched up desk. I mean, I wasn't the first one to <laughs> to mutilate that thing. Um, but it was just a pure impulse. I I couldn't I couldn't have then told you why I was doing it. And And again, right now, it's still looking back. I mean, I can project back onto who I was back then, what was going on in my life, who I now know I am, um, much better so than a confused 13-year-old struggling with depression and all kinds of fun things, Mm. Um, you know, so... Yeah, it was just this really deep impulse that that, that word wanted to appear. And, and what even struck me back then, you know, being German, I wrote it in English. I didn't write it in German, which was even another layer to this. Well, um, why, why would I write it in English, right?
0: Yeah. When I think back at 13... I was struggling with eternal non-existence, so death was my greatest fear. Mm. You know, the the kind of the sinking of wow, like when I'm di- dead, I'm gone for eternity. Like even now, if I feel back into thirteen, I can even feel the vibration in my body from that 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 age and how I felt. It's that palpable. Mm. So. When you're saying why and you talk about your depression, so what are the kind of things around you at that age where you say, hey, this is what's really triggering me to ask that question, even if it doesn't have a specific answer to it?
1: Right. I think it was um, a lot of my life was about disconnect, um, separation from others, from um, some higher knowing, my my higher self, you know, whatever words you want to use around that. Um, so it was a, a very um, disconnected and I felt also very um, not seen at my true essence. And, and, you know, as somebody who's depressed and, and, and all these things, people couldn't see me. Right. And so I was just, it was it was really challenging. Um 13, 14 was really probably the one of the hardest periods in my life, just figuring out who am I, mm. and then my interactions that all felt very unlike what we have. <laughs> I mean pretty much the opposite of that. And so just yeah, just navigating, um, just navigating.
2: Mm.
0: 13 is really 8th grade. I think it's like where Seven, people... 7th, 8th, yeah.
1: And
0: I think it's sort of where one starts to feel like they need to form, at least for me, I remembered it was when I needed to feel like I formed an identity. Like up to 13 it was in my grade school years. For me, at least, I realized that I could comfortably fit in and there were the birthday parties and there was like kind of enough social gathering, which was more generic, that I didn't need to feel like I belonged to a group. But as soon as high school came, for my case, I felt like I didn't know where I belonged because I wasn't in one of the fixed groups, which you get very identified in. Mm -hmm. As you spoke, I kind of saw you listening to the Smiths, wearing all black clothes, you know, like that's, that's the image I had of you in Germany in the 80s, you know, whenever we're talking about here. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I think it was very existential for me at the time, actually. And, and, and you know, thinking back on who I was and, and, and all of that, it just seemed like part of me knew that at the, at the root of life is a very loving, bright energy. Mm. And I was living the contrast of that. You know, being depressed, not uh, being heard, seen, seeing all kinds of um, um, uh, classmates and friends, you know, struggling with their own things. I mean, it just seemed so, so yeah. Why, given that really at, at the basis of life, there is an incredible beauty on all these things. So why are we struggling so hard? That is kind of what, you know, since we talked, I'm, you know, said, okay, why, what, what was going on? Why would I have asked that? And that's kind of where, where I think, not being able to articulate it at all at the time, but, that's what seems to have been at the root of it is really yeah. this just, yeah. Yeah. Huge contrast.
0: And what I found beautiful was that not that you said, I asked myself why at 13, but you said, I've always asked myself why. And what, what I thought was wondrous in that, in that question is that in some weird way, the why is always there. But it evolves and changes so how has that why changed for you through the years?
1: Well it's just I like to understand I mean uh. I have I have a very um, strong intellect that just needs to understand things and and it's also been my coping mechanism through life and so I just look at. Most anything and ask why, how yeah, you know what's going on and in in particular, because of my own you know again being depressed <laughs> as a as a young woman, child um teenager onward into my adult life, you know there's always okay i wanna understand this better i wanna understand better how how our psyche works how how these wounds that we pick up God knows when where why how 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 do they get to be what they are, and how can we change it so you know those questions are they've characterized much of my adult life really um just trying to 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 understand this human existence on earth better i mean i've joked before that i'm on the search for the idiot's guide to leading a good human life
2: as i'm hearing you speak uh i i was depressed as a as a young child but i wasn't aware of that until Years later, like late 20s, early 30s, Mm. like, wow. And even on one of our recent shows in this last month, I discovered that I had trauma Mm -hmm. through the show. and And I never really named it in that way. So for you, when did you discover or have the awareness that you were actually going through depression?
1: Oh, in my 30s, late 30s, because depression wasn't part of the German vocabulary when I was growing up.
2: The only reason in my life I've asked that question the why, the three letter word is when I feel completely lost. When I'm comfortable, I never I never really look for things, but as soon as I go into um a form of confusion, suffering or I take my thoughts seriously, then the why comes. And and I'm and I'm wondering have you ever you also said that you always need to understand things because of your high intellect but did you also find a space in yourself like i at some point surrendered to the idea to the concept that i don't need to understand everything and, and then comes why not yeah i wrote down the same thing already some time ago you've
0: been asking yourself why all these years i wonder if you ever ask yourself why not <laughs>
2: High five, Dad! High <laughs> five! Great minds think alike. <laughs> he did not just say that.
1: You know, on some level, no. I don't need to know why about everything. Honestly, mm. I really don't. Um, and and so that's that's great. And isn't it fun to understand things? Yeah. You know what because once you have awareness on some level is also an understanding, right, and we're always well we i yeah. and to some extent, as I read you guys we're we're searching for awareness, which really is just another word of understanding mm-hmm. and so it with with that level of awareness and of what's going on and and patterns recognizing patterns mm-hmm. in self and others you know not to generalize or diminish but to just again gather a greater understanding mm. well then navigation becomes a little bit easier
0: yeah i guess the interesting <laughs> thing and this is something that i i see we've discussed sometimes i, I asked bambos what books is he reading lately and he said since i read your book where you said i don't read books i've stopped reading books <laughs> so so um the 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 humor or the the thing i'm curious about is that i often look at myself and my behavior as a reflection of an identity that i'm not always in contact with so right. if, if i'm listening to you and i hear i'm asking myself why and i'm Going and getting knowledge and information, self awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Then the question I'm really curious about is at what point do we then say, oh, actually, that is itself a coping mechanism? Like how, uh, how, yeah, sure. But how has that journey then been for you in that regard?
1: (sighs) Well, it's you can get lost in your mind spinning around in circles up there trying to find answers and whatnot. And that obviously is not productive. Um, So it's, um, there is a level of embodiment, you know, being physically fully present in your body that calms that mind down. Mm. And then asking from there doesn't spin you in a circle anymore. It's just, it's expanding it's expanding your awareness. It's expanding you in in this physical realm. And so, you know, it may have started out as a, as a search for, okay, I, I've been depressed and you know, this, that, the other is, is in my background. Okay. So how, why do I heal? How do I achieve a life that feels more fulfilling, feels Mm -hmm. more joy filled? Mm. yeah, it may start out there, but then as you integrate and integrate and integrate and settle in further into who you are, then it just, it, then it's fun. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, I still get the occasional two by four in the face by, by the universe. Right. And you know, it hurts and it sucks and you go ding it. Another one. Why? But at some level it, they just become, Oh, now I learned this. Isn't yeah. that great? You know, it, it doesn't have to be heavy anymore. I guess that's what I'm saying. Then it just becomes part mm-hmm. of this is what life on Earth is about, and why not understand it better, rather than using it as as something that is of its own uh, purpose. You know, it's
0: it's uh, it's t- it's like a distinction. Where the word and the intention of the word changes, so when you were thirteen, mm-hmm. I heard you say, "Why?" Like almost like, "Why me?" You know, the Jesus Christ superstar <laughs> forsaken And right. then, And then the uh, Bambo loves my Jesus Christ Superstar references. Um, and then the um, other why is the wondrous why, like why? And I'm hearing that that wondrous why is more joy filled and, and, and actually is not a reaction to a negative it's actually yeah. a very positive welcoming almost a a, a a joyous invitation to understand, which feels very different
1: right and and connecting deeper into you know life connecting deeper into life
0: yeah beautiful
1: mm-hmm. in in all its um dimensions really.
2: Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't write a book with all the quotes from guests. Yeah, we could. <laughs> and the, and the, is, I also got into notes, so then I stay also more present. He's always writing notes, and I'm seeing now. Oh, yeah, this is really valuable because it enables me to be with you fully. Mm-hmm. And as you were speaking, I, I, I had the moment of zoning out when I, I do a lot of cold exposure, which means I sit in an ice bath and sometimes I'll get the question, "Why?" But I notice that when I've asked the question, "Why am I here this moment?" I go into, I take a deep breath, in because I need to to create the heat in my body, and then it it becomes like a meditation, and then what Andy would might call channeling, like allow 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 the uh, the guidance to be there, right, and some sometimes nothing comes and it's only like half a year later that there's discovery or something speaks to me right but but i but i in in my own body if i if i really stick to the why and i try to hold on to it uh i might even start panicking Ah. uh, i've seen in the past so i i kind of learn to ask it and then let go
1: right well there's there is a different, couple of different ways of listening even, you know, when you just listen to, to my voice, you can, you can reach out towards my voice, you know, leaning forward to try and grasp it, find it, hear it, uh, capture the words that are common. Or yeah. you can sit back and be, you know, energetically be really low in your body towards in your pelvis And then the words just come in and they land on you. So you're more of receiving. So there is, you know, there's a very, very different way of how we can interact with what is around us. So it's the same with the why. You know, I can go out there searching, grasping at things, trying to find them and, and pull them close to me so that I can feel better, or I can just again let life come to me and and then experience from there and yeah. and understand from there which feels a whole lot better really
2: it sounds like a more embodied place exactly when you, when you first explained it i thought you were really analyzing it but what i hear now is that you're really letting the words land in the body and see how it feels so it's very central
1: it's embodied it's embodied Mm -hmm. asking at this point you know when i was 13 i was lost Mm -hmm. you know no two ways about it and somewhere in between i was definitely searching (laughs) you know grasping for things um not not being very present in 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 my body Mm -hmm. so yeah
0: you know the the in January, I jumped on the scale and I was 97 kilos. <laughs> and I looked down at that scale. I, I love this story, by the way. And I said, "What the fuck? I can't tie my shoelaces. Anymore. I can't tie my shoes. Like I gotta suck my, I gotta suck in, and I like, hold my breath to tie my shoelaces. You know, like, <laughs> like it was just, it was not
2: good. It was really bad. I mean, he's like, I'm married now. I don't care.
0: Yeah." I mean, you know, what am I working for, you know? It's not like I'm going to get any more of it if I actually am more fit, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Actually, you might just
0: that's <laughs> not true. But the the um the thing was was that at the same time I was saying, "Oh, I want to write the third book." So, I set aside time, I took a vacation. I said, oh, "Great time to start writing." So, now because I had the idea that I should write a book, have the time, why not do it? I get there for the two months that I'm off and I can't write a damn thing. Like, like the, the idea that I was going to do it took away all the joy. It made it a task. All of a sudden the flow was gone. It was, no one was, no one above was inviting me to write a book. No one called me to do it. I just thought, oh, this would be good to do. Mm. So, and then, um, And I didn't blame, you know, I don't have a shaming thing, so I just don't write the book, you know? It's like, okay, uh, I'm not called to do this, so I don't do it. So two weeks ago, um, well, the last two months, I just took care of my body. Nothing, you know, every Mm -hmm. day, 20 kilometers walking, I'm fasting now for uh, 18 hours a day and eating six hours, and my weight's decreasing, and all of a sudden my mind is sharper. I feel more connected to my body, And all of a sudden, I I was sleeping in the bed one morning without any real uh, focus. And then I said, oh, a cookbook for communications. I can do that. All the ingredients are so clear in my own head. Let me just write it. And so then I start to write it. And then what happens is I'm trying to force the cookbook analogies into my writing. (laughs) And then I'm like, I'm not a fucking cook. I can't do this. So which was just fine because I kept writing. So the humor was, if I tried to keep doing the metaphorical world of cooking and communications, I would have gotten stuck and I would have stopped it. But So now I'm into 16 chapters of this book, and the book is just writing itself. I don't have a structure. I don't have an outline. I know intuitively the next chapter that has to be written based on what I just wrote. And, and the humor is, it's like, all I'm doing is taking care of my body.
1: Mm-hmm
0: and i'm saying hey mm-hmm. i'm going to surrender to whatever's asking me to write next and 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 that that's just been a loving joyous fun meditative no work process and, but it took me 2 years since i saw you last writing the last book for that moment to come again right yeah so okay. i what, what 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 i what i the the thing that i guess was the bigger item for me was that it's a, it's almost going back to buddhism cuz so many things do go to back to it's the attachment to the idea and the thing we think we should or need to be doing that al- stops us from just allowing us to be present with whatever it is
1: <laughs> mm. yeah and i guess my question often is then you know we we have certain desires we have certain needs and whatnot <laughs> and so you know just sitting around Is anything ever going to get done? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Is anything ever going to appear? So at some level, you know, you do need to sit down to write, to actually write. And, yeah, you can't come at it from a a place of resistance or super headiness. It needs to to be able to flow through, but Mm -hmm. at the same time you know that's that's sometimes a fine line where i'm kind of going back and forth you mm-hmm. know how much yeah. can i act and make it happen mm. or act myself into alignment with writing a book doing whatever or how much do i just need to be present in the moment and just listening 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 mm.
0: yeah to some degree there's clearly some discipline also exactly it's, it's funny in this situation, my discipline feels like it's more the walking than the riding, mm. which is kind of humorous.
2: The, yeah, the, the way I see, the way I experience your walking, hmm. because he walked, he walked, he walked a lot, and there was no book, there was no inspiration, but through the walking, because he he wasn't home, getting lost in in the in the Netflix. Like right. the, the mind-numbing things, he creates spaciousness in him to allow something to channel through him. Yeah, right. you know, And of course, through the walking, you you're, you did lose quite a lot of weight. Yeah. And we joked yesterday because we walked together, and he's like, "These pants in two weeks, I'm not going to be able to wear them anymore because they're going to be too big for me." Yeah.
0: And and I think the, getting back to the t- comment of the show, the why. I don't know if I ever really asked myself why, as opposed to why not. (laughs) There's more of a why not in my life than a why.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're a little bit more devious than I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the German blood. Let's be honest about this. Come on. You know, the Americans can talk about anything and not know anything about it. The Germans will need to have perfection before they even open their mouths, right? (laughs)
1: yes 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 we can do an entire show on german mentality and german um um core german wounds and and all of those things yeah we could do a long long (laughs) show on germans
0: we could do a whole show on that maybe we should by i don't think we should (laughs) i lived you know i lived in austria for i don't know a lot of years and austria and germany are the same there's a close connection but yeah the germans and the austrians obviously they share a language but yeah there's not a lot of love. There's not a lot of. I've never. I haven't lived in a lot of countries where there's books that are written about love. And and the, the Dutch don't really have love novels. And I don't necessarily remember mm. many coming out of the German countries either. More more intensity.
2: Yeah, it's, it's not very sensual.
0: Um, why did you leave Germany?
1: Um, that was. I felt stuck in Germany. And um, I, that was in the late 80s, I somehow wanted to just, I wanted to go abroad for a little bit, just to expand my horizons a little. And And it was really challenging because, you know, you can go and volunteer anywhere you want, but financially, that wasn't an option for me. And I just went in circles uh, trying to find something that, you know, was pre-internet. So uh, it was really challenging. And then it's one of those stories, the... I was working with a woman, young woman, and she had somehow made contact with the Forest Service Research Station in Flagstaff, Arizona, uh, which was the first Forest Service Research Station ever founded, and it's still in existence. And she was going to go over there as a volunteer, um, trainee kind of person. And then last minute she decided, no, she didn't want to do that anymore. She wanted to be a Waldorf school teacher. And I just said, I'll do it. And I didn't even know where Arizona was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had a, 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 my old fourth grade school atlas that they gave us. We could keep them. I could look up, a, you know, and Arizona was so small that there were only three dots on it. Flagstaff, Phoenix, and Tucson. Yeah. And it was mostly brown, which meant mountains, higher elevation. I'm going, okay, good. I like mountains.
0: And red. Because it's very conservative, of course.
1: Well, back then it wasn't quite as conservative as it has turned into. But, um, you know, and so I just went. I, I found found a way to get a visa um, through an exchange program and, and went. And famous lost words, you know, here I am <laughs> still in the US.
0: And how long, how many years has that been that you've been there? 31 years 31 years
1: wow.
0: Uh-huh. wow yeah how would you say the u.s has changed you
1: um it's less rigid than germany you know yeah. german is um it feels and it's less crowded that's the other you know i when i look over this way i'm looking out the window i'm seeing the front range uh, in colorado you know the mountains right at the very edge of the rocky mountains mm-hmm. and that to me is very very essential to my well-being to have mm-hmm. that kind of spaciousness available mm-hmm. to me and mm-hmm. there's places in germany where you can get it but overall it's um it's more yeah it's more rigid it's more crowded and
0: but i was meaning more from your like your mental state how do you feel like you've shifted as a person because of having lived in the u.s
1: Hmm.
2: it's not only for the u.s though it's also the like the environment that you're in
1: well that's the thing (laughs) i mean i I evolved as a human being and, and I don't know how I would have evolved as a human being in Germany, given that I didn't evolve as a human being in Germany. Mm. Um, so it it's hard to tell. I think on some level there is more um, alternative modes of, of looking at things here in this country. Um, not that they don't exist in Germany. I mean, I, So it's not like you can't access it, but you can access it easier here. Mm. Um, There's a little bit more freedom in creating your own thing rather than having to have this certificate and whatnot that allows you to go this far. But by golly, you can't go any further because you don't have the sheet of paper that proves that you could go further. Yeah. Um, That sort of thing. So. I think it was beneficial to me to be live in a culture that is less rigid in those ways to, for me to be able to open up and shed those things that held me in depression and um, and other fun little things. So in that regard, I think the, the spaciousness that I feel in the land also exists, you know, in, 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 in culture to some extent.
0: Yeah, I feel very much that way. In a culture, I immediately see a shift in how I experience myself in different cultures. So when I go back to the US, I have a a dual relationship with it. I feel far more spacious when it comes to opportunity. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, I feel like I can dream. Everything is sort of in like the millions of dollars thinking. And then when I'm in the Netherlands, it's kind of like the tens of thousands or the thousands of dollar ranges. It's just there's like a dreaminess that happens in the U.S. that is very limited, in my experience, more in Europe. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I see so much more identification in the U.S. in terms of liberal or conservative and, and this sort of very, very parsing out of I'm good, you're bad. And that is that's really constricting in me. Mm-hmm. So it's a very funny thing. There's this really strange dynamic. On one end, I feel incredible opportunity and I feel enriched, and on the other hand, I feel this intense undercurrent of like intensity that feels so unnecessary. Mm. Yeah.
2: Wow. Nice
0: uh, yeah. nicely put. You are pretty you're a critical thinker and mm-hmm. you like to ask why. Now mm-hmm it might sound weird to say this to you, but I'm going to say it like, I'm surprised that you would have enjoyed either of my books because yeah, yeah, because in a lot of ways I don't really answer questions in the book. I I quite, I'm more vulnerable and let everyone come to their own conclusions. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious what in the books, what drew you to it at all? and, and, And what, what did you, if anything get from them?
1: Well, well, I guess that's the oxymoron of of me is that you know what I what I realized about myself is I I have this brain that is very capable. And so it was my survival mechanism, but it's not my core of who I am. Mm-hmm. So, and so it's kind of it, it's it was even more so in in the past. I mean, people would think of me as super logical. I'm not super logical. I'm totally nonlinear. <laughs> I mean, I can do logical really well, thanks to my brain. But I'm totally nonlinear. I'm um, actually very sensitive, feely kind of person. And so um, it's... <sighs> What you see in front of you is is a persona that has learned to, to through the question of why and studying and observing and whatnot has a decent knowledge base around you know why, and at the same time there is underneath is is more of an innocent um, nature connected. Sensitive being that mm. very much so feels into the human plight because I've lived through it, my own mm. version of it. So, reading your story, especially the first book, was just I lived through all these chapters with you, you know, mm. and I saw myself actually in many of these chapters because, you know, on some level, you were on your own journey of why that got spurred by your mother's death and um so i i saw a lot of parallels and so for me just walking through your life journey having mine in not in mind but in in you know in the background um it was i just saw a lot of parallels really Mm -hmm. on, on on many levels and and I couldn't put it down, that book. I mean, when you left it there at, at the hot springs, I just, mine. <laughs> and
2: I did you leave it on purpose? Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's beautiful.
2: Thank you. That's really wonderful to hear. Can, can we do a little experiment?
1: <laughs>
2: the, sure. With, with the three of us, not just not with you, but just with the three of us. Like, I, I, what came up for me as I heard you speak, because we're talking about the why a lot. I was tuning into... Sharing some silence. Just take a moment, to, and also the viewers, just take mm-hmm. a moment to go into a one minute meditation and just breathe and f- tune into the why. Just tuning mm-hmm. into it as a vibration. And whenever one of uh, the three of us feels called for, or one of our guests uh, viewers can comment. See what comes up for you, and maybe nothing, but. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
1: I'm going to share what came up for me as I closed my eyes. I mean, my current why is that that loving life force wants to be expressed.
2: Mm. Hmm. I immediately, as soon as I spoke what I spoke the suggestion and I was tuning into, why would I make that suggestion? And it was really impulsive. <laughs> it, completely impulsive. And also a, 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 a naughty part of me wanting to be a bit more crazy on the show. I, are you complete? Mm-hmm.
0: So I loved it because I just said, let's see what comes up. And I said, why? And then I kept seeing words come after the why. Why not? Why now? Like I could feel. And then each time I heard the second word, I felt my mind move away from just being present. And, I, and it was interesting because as soon as I added the second word, I kept feeling, oh, I'm disconnected. Oh, why now? I'm disconnected. I'm thinking, why? And then and then I heard and I just said because. And then and then I just felt this deep peace fall over me like, oh, because. And then it was really a beautiful it felt like a deep meditation actually. I was like, oh, because.
2: <sighs>
0: and uh and that that I saw I I I saw each time I needed to answer anything, it took me away from myself. So by allowing it just to be was just a, a, a really a sweet sweet journey. Nice. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Should we play another game? Sure. Hmm? Should we play another game?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, naughty you. What do you want to play? <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> and this time it better be good. <laughs> what comes up for me is we just say the word why out loud and tuning into different, different intensities and intentions with it. So why, 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 why? And and we, and we could just do it together at the same time, even, and just tuning into which why has an uh, impact without needing to uh, label it good or bad. So just playing mm-hmm. with the word why. It's a good game.
0: I like that game. I don't know if the three of us doing it together is going to be okay, but we can try it. Why?
2: Why?
1: Why? 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 Why?
0: Uh Why?
2: Why? 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 Why?
1: So which one feels best?
2: Actually, I I didn't like it in the end. Oh, I fucking love it.
0: <laughs> the one that feels best for me is the one, the yelling out why. Oh, wow. And and I'll do it sometimes with Ronnie because we love and play. I'll just get angry for no apparent reason just to allow the fun of being angry because there's no real reason to be angry. So we have to make up some concocted thing. But what I feel is that there's an energy there that gets released in the why.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, why?
1: Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and, and there's, no, there's no need to attach anything further to it, but it's like a release of my body that's holding on to whatever the things that came up in the day without needing to solve it or fix it or anything. So yeah, that's the why that resonates the most. And I use it without necessarily saying why in different
2: shapes and forms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like me entering the building and then he's like, Bambos is here. Let's uh, pretend that we're arguing. And then he starts shouting, <laughs> why, why? And I go downstairs, and I'm like, what's up, man? <laughs> I'll just start screaming as if I'm yelling at
0: Ronnie and like, Bambos thinks he's, he's come in the middle of a fight. <laughs> <laughs> which i i never buy by the way so. he never buys it which kind of sucks you know well, it's you,
1: actually kind of good but
0: <laughs> well, you know what would be really fun is if one time it really was happening and then he comes down and says oh you guys are joking again
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh but yeah um, I, I think for me it's the um the energy of the why definitely has shifted through my life. You know, it's no longer a painful why yeah. question. You know, it, for you, the the painful why feels good because you're playing with it. It's not because there's true, you know, I mean, yeah, there's some energy from random things, but it's not yeah. a not a existential, you know, deep yeah. seated pain behind it. So it's, it's playing not
0: a, around. It's not, a, it's not a Jesus Christ superstar why.
1: Right. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a, it's a goofing around. Yeah. Playing with different energies, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. why. Yeah.
0: I've got another question for you, yeah. if I may, so you've been stalking Bambos on uh, the <laughs> the right. and it and it's fucking great group. So for those of you who haven't already been there, we've got a special group mm-hmm. on Facebook called hashtag and it's fucking great. It's a kind of call it a derivative that came from the Wounded Healer book, which is a simple practice where one says the thing they're struggling with most and follows it with hashtag and it's fucking great. The-
2: um, I, I also just want to say w- when I'm lifting these books up, I'm I'm not just doing it to support Andy. I've I've read both books 15 times each and I have the audio book. It, it's been for me, Every time uh, new things come up. But anyway. And I want to recognize something to
0: you, Bambos. I always thought it was a bit uh, pathetic and dodgy that you raised the books. But last week, someone told me because Bambos raises those books up so many times, I bought a copy. So at that <laughs> point, I, re- I rethought everything of like, wow, it sort of does work. But that, that wasn't the point of what, where I was going with this. Um, so in that group on Facebook, the people sharing the thing and the whole intention of the group. No one's there to heal one another. No one's there to try to fix. No one's there to, you know, it's one person who was sort of struggling with the group and they had, they wrote some things that they weren't happy with how the group was working. They said, Oh, at the end they said, what you're really offering is silent empathy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, Oh, interesting. Yeah. I can call it silent empathy. Yeah. And, and what, uh, what, what, I was wondering, and this is kind of a funny twist to get to the, the question I really have, is in seeing Bambos, we've often said, what is the perception of, of, of Bambos from those who don't know him but see his posts? Because Bambos is the most vulnerable, shares the deepest, the things that people might think but never feel that comfortable putting him out there. He, he goes like the extra mile to say, I'm not going to let anything not be said. So, what are your feelings or impressions of him just from seeing that and seeing some of our shows?
1: Oh boy, um, <sighs> he takes—or uh, apologies, Bombos, because I'm now projecting all kinds of crap onto you. Um, but but what I what I see and feel is that you take things. Super seriously, and you will go to the nth degree, and, and sometimes it almost seems like self-flagellation. Like you know, don't have to quite go that last step. Um, to hmm. to yeah, that's. Again, apologies, Andy, put me on the spot here.
0: No, (laughs) absolutely not forgiving you. (laughs) I actually, as you say it, I would say that is probably a great impression, like an honest impression that I think. You go so far into where other people would be so uncomfortable that to some degree it would almost be like, wow, why would he even go that far as if if, uh, you're almost doing it to – Why not? Exactly. You would say why not, exactly, but from the outside – Looking in, they're like, "Wow, he's going even further than I think." One, and that's where the judgment comes in. Yeah, then is necessary, right? Because that's the word we would use implicitly.
1: Right.
2: right. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, so let me tune into that. It liberates me. Like, I I grew up where I didn't have a voice. And everything was hidden and backstabbing and talking behind people's backs, never being authentic, never sharing what's in people's minds. And I spent a lot of my life as a child from the age of eight creating stories in order to get love. And when I catch this version of me, the man that I am, wanting to hide in the shadows parts of myself, those are the moments where I'll be like, no, this is me sharing my humanity and I will not be silenced. Hmm. I'm not going to walk this earth anymore suppressing. And even if I am scared or ashamed, it's okay. And I'm still going to share it because I want to be the example of what I want to see more in the world, us celebrating the things that we don't celebrate.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I can I, I can cry right now because I feel passionate about that. That I even called my photography business unmasked photography, mm-hmm. where I invite people. You don't have to lose the weight. You don't have to wait until you are a better version of yourself. Why not now? Hmm.
1: Yeah, I would agree with those.
2: So so even when I I think I shared, I ejaculated in my sleep, I felt ashamed, and I went into that rant. When I shared it, I no longer felt anything about it, but I knew I was being of service of people who maybe have similar experiences and don't talk. Mm -hmm. And I I can assure you my inbox, surprisingly, was full of messages of people like, sharing their, the things that they are. And I'm like, wow, put it in the comments. Like, no way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy you said it. Cause I
0: wouldn't have felt comfortable having said it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the one thing I think you're, you're, um, pointing at, which I also see in life is that we have, uh, on this show, a lot of people who came out of the relig- religion, Mormon church, Catholic church, you know, like the stronger religions. And what I've seen, when there's been so much that has been suppressed in them, and for so many years, and a lot of times when it comes out, it comes out as a very, very reactive to like, I am going to be more of that than I could ever imagine, you know, like, I have a lot of friends that are kind of, you know, Mormon and Catholic, very strict. And then they tell me that they're going to swinger clubs now, and I'm like, how did you go from that to that? Like, what is that? Like, that, that journey seems so far for me. But but when you've suppressed it, it's almost like that's the f- shape and form it comes out initially. And, right. and that when you, when you point at that, I, I kind of sense that with you, as you told your story, there's a degree to which it's like, you know what? I've held this in for this many years. Now I get to be free of it. And there's yeah. a beauty in that. And I think that from the outside perspective, people look at it and say, oh, Wow, he's really going further than I would go because I think I could say the same thing, feel connected, but not say you know in the strong terms or however you phrase it right because you're phrasing
2: things very, very, very raw. strong, yeah raw it's very raw
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, so, yeah. and that's also part like as I'm writing, I'll feel, oh, this is edgy, okay, write it <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're talking about.
0: Uh, thank, thank you, you so for much. being with us.
1: Thank you guys. <laughs> It's a wonderful chaos. Chaos. We like it that way. Uh Uh-uh.